Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in the Quebec region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed. I am an astrologer, and joining me as usual and is astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria, and a ardent student, Jenna Short from Vancouver, and this would be episode 155, and do 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 drum roll drum roll november of forecast <laughs> welcome ladies october was interesting yes well and as i mentioned uh before we got started that unfortunately the the eclipse on the 25th because we're taping this on whatever day this is the 21st hasn't happened yet and there are a number of entertaining things happening out in the world from you know the sudden rise and fall of Liz Truss like my well, we haven't seen it yet but that doesn't mean we're not feeling it yet oh true true like just witness Liz Truss in England 45 days from I'm yeah. here and oh no I'm not I'm gone <laughs> no I mean eclipse eclipse season doesn't start right on the eclipse day like no exactly like exactly. everything else in astrology you feel it coming before you feel it going after <laughs> yep. not a, it's not a here I am and I'm done yes but we will we will expect that some of the narrative uh that is possible for November um, you know, we're not going to be able to talk about because that first eclipse hasn't happened yet. And, but most of it, yes, I agree. Most of it's already playing out as we were. Okay, so let us do the happy time clock, which I am so grateful for Solar Fire uh, for giving us the opportunity to play out the month. Alrighty, so we will start here and we will hit happy animate. Okay, and should I should I make it on the it's okay if we use this chart. I have all my sexy communistic stuff on the side here. Okay, so we start the month of November um, with obviously um, the moon reminding us that. This too is still the square between Saturn and Uranus. Well, interesting. Yes, an interesting kickoff because that's pulling in that square to the nodal axis. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uranus. Yes. Yep. It's like all that Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So very fixed energy we're in. Yeah. yeah. Know, with the faster planets in the sign of Scorpio and you know, um, the only sort of relief that we have to all that fixed energy is this very uh, entertaining, um, because at the end of the month, of course, Mars stations and is now going to start revisiting all of the stuff that it's been playing with in Gemini. Uh, it's going to start to re revisit everything. And uh, it's pretty much squaring the midpoint of the two right now. So yeah, exactly, of the Neptune-Jupiter. And so one astrologer called that popping of bubbles. And, um, you know, so... Because it is stationing on that degree. And yeah, so 25, it, yeah, exactly. So it hasn't picked up much speed since it's stationed, because I think it's stationed, what was the last day? Was it the last day of October? 
it's on the 30th, the second to the last day. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So and it hasn't picked up speed yet, but it will start to revisit. But it, it doesn't really back up much further than 29, does it? No, it doesn't before it stations and turns direct, but yeah. that's not yeah. in November, that's in December, I think. Yeah, so Mars is kind of going to sit on that square. Square, exactly. So for a little while. Yes, for pretty much yeah. the month. So, yeah. yeah, that's pretty intense. But yeah. A lot of bursting bubbles, that's good. Yeah, bursting <laughs> bubbles. Um, and so things, you know, every time somebody tries to make a really optimistic statement, there is this possibility that somebody will come up with some sort of data, Gemini, Mars, to poke holes in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so our first sort of aspect is, of course, with all that Scorpio stuff, we've got some oppositions and squares that um, will start to happen. Oh, no, that's years. Let's not do years. Let's do days. <laughs> well, and as, as we were saying before, too, it's not just on the day when they're exact. It's always. Yeah. Yeah. Days yeah, so we can expect until those quicker moving uh, Mercury and Venus actually get out of Scorpio that you know the tension is going to be there yeah yeah because if one of them's opposing or squaring the other's not far behind so exactly exactly it's all kind of moving as a little group they are and so our first direct hit is on the fifth which is venus obviously later in the day i've set this for washington just because of the eclipses um, yeah, so November the 4th, 5th, and 6th, there can be tension and challenges within uh, fixed scenarios, relationships that, um, yeah, there's something's got to give. And of course, they are getting drawn into also that square from Saturn. So, you know, if you're involved in um, a partnership that has some contention in it. Uh, yeah, the and stress also, is building. The stress they're also building. clustered around the south node. Mm -hmm. So it's it's about the release and clearing out of all crap. And Yeah. And Scorpio, <laughs> Scorpio is always trying to get to the bottom of something. Well, it's and, also, yeah, yeah, sort of like purging of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in negotiations, they will not be easy during this time frame, that's for sure. So even just the very next day, of course, um, Venus does square uh, Saturn. And I often comment that with Venus-Saturn context, not with Uranus, this also includes Uranus, is that you are setting the stage for a minimum of seven years. So this is the last quarter square of Venus to that Saturn. And this happens within a year, um, you know, that that cycle will happen. But, um, you know, so any sort of uh, commitments that you've made, uh, there's a place here where you can make some adjustments before you commit again. And Uranus will help out with a possible revelation to what needs to change. Well, and with the energy of Uranus in there, you're going to have to make some adjustments because yeah. 
the Uranus will let you not. <laughs> yes, well, there is that. There is yet. So we're at November 6th, and um, I'm just going to uh, stop this and, and go to the actual November 8th, because that is the next thing that's on the docket. So this is set for Washington, D.C. This is the U.S. election, midterm elections. Um, and folks have been staring at this chart for quite some time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For, <laughs> for very good reasons. Um, it's an incredibly tight, um, yeah, eclipse that has not just Uranus, but has Mercury pulled in, um, you know, and Venus. and Venus, it's not that far away. And of course, it is forming this, this amazing T-square. And then for folks who follow a more modern perspective, we also have the inconjunct between Mars and Pluto. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, uh, that Mars is obviously still squaring Neptune, Jupiter. So however those elections go, um, there is going to be a major shift that will come out of this day. Well, that little formation, that square of Mars to Jupiter, Neptune, and the inconjunct Pluto is basically, it's like almost a month. Yes. Because yes. Mars is just kind of parked. Yeah. Parked, it's not going, and same with Jupiter. Jupiter's not going very fast. Exactly. Uh, Pluto never does move fast. He is but direct now, but... He's direct, but not for very, hasn't been for very long, so he's still not at top speed which is slow anyway yeah exactly oh so, yes exactly. okay so personally um for individuals this this eclipse you're going to want to look at where are the fixed angles uh, in your chart um you well, know where the, the midheaven and ic are for the u.s i mean oh yeah yeah well saturn is close to the their moon and so the people will decide um, and it's likely to be shocking for some, I suspect. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, that MCIC is exactly square the nodal axis. So mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is, this is one for the books. This is one yeah, for the history yeah. books. Yeah. yeah. And um, the other thing that was talked about too is that Mars, uh, the, the mutable sign scenario with Mars and Jupiter is um, lots of people are thinking that this recession that seems to be happening is actually happening. You know, there's sort of no, no pulling out of it. Um, yeah as our grocery bills start to get quite shocking. Well, we were looking at the financials regarding these, the first eclipse and because to take another look was this eclipse because yeah, it is very much about the financial situations, not just in the US. Yeah, that and is true. Worldwide. So on a personal level, Yes. where you find your fixed circuitry. And if you have mid degrees of fixed signs, then this particular dynamic is actually trying to work its way through your life, which, so I guess the biggest advice point would be allow things to change. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't put up a big no <laughs> to the change that is afoot. 
um, because this is bigger than anybody <laughs> and change will happen. Um, you know, you can't have Uranus conjunct uh, an eclipse and there not be, how are some of the words that people are using, a crucible, an explosion, uh, tumultuous, a culmination, uh, you know, long-term impact. Yeah. Well, and you might want to use that, that Mars uh, squared and Jupiter Neptune to kind of energize your spiritual perspective. Ah, yes, to see what's possible to change. See what's possible and to have yep. faith it's going to be okay, you're okay, not get into, you know, fear mode. That's yes, yeah, no, that doesn't serve, yeah. That will keep you stuck. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, so my suspicion is because the fixed signs are the people who follow things through to their conclusion. And so that can be part of what it is, is you thought you were going to be able to finish a project, uh, you know, um, finish a job. That could be one of the classic ones where, you know, I'm, I was going to stay at this until I retired and this eclipse comes through and says, yep, yeah, no. Uh, so those types of things for fixed signs who are the folks that, you know, take us to the finish line, that finish line is likely moving. And so to be willing to go, ah, okay, surrender, I can do this, you know, something's got go my back. God, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jenna, do you have any fixed signs? Um, not really. Oh, so <laughs> not my personal planets <laughs> you're no gonna, you're gonna be oh, a pleasant you. yeah a pleasant bystander and there yeah. will be there will I be am, i am thinking about my good friend who's a taurus and has her son at 16 degrees oh and uh and a lot of scorpio um so i and she's just such a taurus she's she's just gonna plant her feet in the ground and be like no i don't want to change um but you know like in the U.S. political sense, I find myself thinking about like battle of kind of like the sexes, like war. We've talked about this before in terms of like a political sense, but like with those moon oppositions, I'm thinking about like the abortion ban and like the far right really leaning into that and them all adopting like banning abortion. And so I'm thinking that's going to be a big topic and like, yeah, a war on women's bodies continuing and maybe like coming to a peak. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be several fronts, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But, and, uh, you know, perish the thought that we only, you know, walk down the road of only one theme because it definitely won't be. This is too big a shift for it to just be focused in one vein. And and yeah. level too. It's just everything can change, and so yeah. don't don't hang on because you you know yeah it makes it more painful if you try to hang on. And yeah. I'm I you know I have my son at twelve Aquarius, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been learning that. Yes, yes, yes. And my moon in Taurus. So hey, oh yeah, been through the Saturn and the Uranus for few years now and <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so 
Okay, so we will all take a deep breath, unfortunately. So I am gonna animate this one from here because I can do that. So the next day, it might not feel like anything has, has shifted at all that we're still in the eclipse because just the nature of the movement of the sun and uh, Mercury, they're catching up to the square. Uh, well, I want you to say it won't feel like we're out of the eclipse. And, no. I mean, no. He's set up for a six-month period. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, we will notice a little shift on the next day, because on November the 10th, uh, the Venus starts to trine that Pisces, uh, the, the Neptune. And so this could be, because what day is this? This is a Thursday now. Um, you know, this could be the perfect day to release the new movie from Avatar. Right, where you just go off into this oceanic, you know, fairy tale scenario. And that, that pretty much sums up a watery uh, Neptune and a watery Venus as, you know, the merman comes in and rescues or the mermaid comes in and, you know, whatever. This will actually be a moment of pleasantness that you know where you sort of surface from the chaos earlier in the week <laughs> well, we also have mars opposing the midpoint of venus pluto so. oh yeah there's going to be some bubble yeah. popping so, but you know some of us our denial is useful for yeah. you know just, just saying i'm just drinking not... and and i and what do they call that now um Hooking up will probably be on the. <laughs> Sorry, Jenna, but we are. It's all. okay. looking at the yacht. Yes, exactly, exactly. Pluto, not the other. Yeah, I know the the odd thing is kind of hmm, interesting. Well, yeah, it's pointing a finger at Mars. So it's Mars. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. So that that you know, pleasant you know, relief from the world tension and shift um, could have some, you know, very strange consequences with that yod. Yeah, because yeah, you're not going to be uh, thinking clearly, probably. <laughs> well, isn't that the point? <laughs> anyway, we're offering some relief from yes. the first week of November. And, and, uh, and I have to laugh. So the next day, which is somebody's birthday, I'm like, really? <laughs> so I get an exact sun square Uranus and the moon with that Mars. <sighs> oh, well. Sun square Saturn. <laughs> yes, sun square Saturn. What did I say? I said something else. Yeah. You said Uranus, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Uranus. Yeah, it's still pulling in that opposition, yeah. but... You know, so um, I'm hoping that my physical heart is happy for the upcoming year. Well, um, look where the moon is too. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Um, I could be, I'm voting that I'm busier than I'm expecting to be because, um, I mean, in my solar return, it's not set on the, you know, with this houses, right? It's a little different uh, that I might be busy. You know, talking a lot blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and not well, bleeding you know, money, I'm hoping. Because Mars, Mars, it can be a day where people feel a little more angry than usual. 
<sighs> yeah, let's not go down. Well, yeah. And so no, that no, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be nice. No, that's not true. You particularly, just in general. It's a, yeah. you know, Mars days can be, I don't know why, I just feel angry. <laughs> yes. And you know, that does rule the Scorpio piece. It's uh, you know, with the Saturn. Yeah, it's somebody is saying stop, and that moon Mars is saying, I think not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be on the day that we remember everybody that's dead, which just a wonderful day to have a birthday. <laughs> not. <laughs> In true eighth house fa fashion. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, on the 12th, uh, we have the uh, opportunity to, um, you know, write a contract um, that appears lovely, but actually probably isn't. We have Mercury trining Neptune, that Venus is, you know, now coming up to the trine to Jupiter. So negotiations that seem like they're flowing, lovely. And then you remember, right, Mars is retrograde up there in Gemini. The languaging is maybe not remember quite right. Yeah. Remember yeah, so the phrase, if it feels, if it seems too good to be true. Be true. Correct. Right. But if you're if you're filming a movie or if you're writing down an idea for a movie or you are writing a song or you're yeah, any of those kind of benign yeah. creative things, then inspiration is yours. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. This would be actually this would be excellent for writing a murder mystery. Yeah. Where, where the person who is the murderer, everybody just thinks they're nice. Well, pay attention to your dreams around this time as well. Ah, yes, yes. That's a, probably a more well, important keep, point. Keep a dream, dream journal during this last, this period of... Yeah, that month. is excellent. Because yeah. yeah. you might be getting messages through your dreams that can be yeah. That is true. That is true. Okay, where are we? So November the 13th, we have, ah, so now Venus is catching up to Pluto. And even though it's not showing this, it could be a very close yod configuration between Venus, Mars, and Pluto. <clears throat> but the sextile um, is sort of hot romance of the significant karma building glued together dangerous yeah relationship juice mm. yeah yeah this could also be you know partnerships uh partnerships of power yeah 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 don't mistake it for the relationship of your dreams yeah yeah well that's true because it's still pulling on that neptune jupiter exactly but then that's kind of what I got married on the first time. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, so November the 14th. I'm going to be careful there. That's my my descendant is very uh, close to that in Pisces. There you oh. go. <laughs> yes, 
Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so now we have uh, Mercury sextile Pluto. We have the sun trying Neptune. So there's just sort of this movement that's very slow. And of course you can see it here. I mean, we literally have a kite. This yeah. would be an interesting day to be born. This would be a very interesting day to be born. Yeah, because that's powerful release that moon through Pluto. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. And, 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 you know, in, in terms of the day itself for everyone, because, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, as the moon goes through that last degrees of yeah. 10 Cancer. degrees. Of yeah. Because um, it moves fairly quickly. It's not going to be all day even. But yeah that period of the day could bring up just a huge amount of stuff. It could. That is quite a dynamic. Wow. So children born on the 14th of November. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know anybody that's pregnant right now. That will be an um, interesting person for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mars, Mars very active in in conjunction, basically Sun, Mercury, and Venus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then squaring, you know, squaring off on that kite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is quite so, a chart. Yeah, just, it'll be in, yeah just, my, just be aware of your emotions that day. Yes. And what's coming up for you, because it may be important to yep. take note. Yes, more than likely. Okay, so then Venus, what is Venus? Venus then catches up. So this again, it's just pulling it through. The moon is leaving, so not quite the same uh, grand trine, but it's putting way more focus on uh, that Pluto again, because uh, Venus now is trining the Jupiter. Well, which, an interesting follow-up for the moon because it's now trining Chiron, which can be about healing, so. Mm -hmm. If, if it's true. brought up a lot of stuff, this might be a day where you might the day get after, yeah, clear, get know, some clearing. Good clear. point. Yep, good point. Okay, and then we have a slight change of tone. Yay! <laughs> Venus goes into Sag, and all of a sudden, that Jupiter, ah, that whole Neptune Jupiter thing gets a this you know, kind of refreshing boost where, you know, you, what day is this? This is a Wednesday. Go, you know, do a spa day with your girlfriends. Yeah. Okay. Um, and talk dirt. Because <laughs> of course, uh, later that day, uh, Mercury will have trined uh, Jupiter, you know, and so, but this would be, I suspect by the 17th, we will notice sort of a little lessening of the tension um, as the faster moving planets start to move into mutable signs and, you know, sort of the flow of life starts to flow again. Uh, whether we're happy with that, time will tell, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's likely to feel quite a bit better. Um, the sun, though, won't let us forget about what Pluto's doing. And of course, we have to remind people that by the end of this year, by the end of December, um, the final exact uh, Pluto conjunct Pluto return for the US chart, Sibley chart, will have occurred. 
by the end of the year. It'll still get close again next year. Yeah, it'll it'll back up to the degree. Yeah, again next yeah, year. exactly. Sort of like the square station, this year and yeah. station on it. So it's yeah. just yeah. make yeah. sure they haven't forgotten. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And so I suspect on uh, the 18th, this is the sun reminding people that have, and you know, so for some of us that is, you know, if you have later degrees of cardinal signs, you will notice, um, you know, cause Pluto is, hasn't left you alone yet. And, you know, the crowd in Capricorn are like, really, can we be done? Can't we come oh, soon? And there is relief on the horizon. Pluto will venture out for a moment or two and then come back, but it is about to leave. It will change, we promise. Okay, uh, let's see now. We have the exact square. So if there are still the odd bubbles that have not burst, then this is the exact square between Mars and Neptune. And of course, because Mars is retrograde, it will come up and square again. So this is part of a series. Um, and I unfortunately do not have the dates of the first hit, which would have been in October. Hmm. And actually, I could probably come up with that. So if you had significant events, let me just see I time to do this. Yeah. Okay, so Mars squared 11th of October. So this is part of a series. So the first hit was 11th of October. The second hit is on the 19th of November. And then there will be, no, yeah, I don't know if it'll happen in December for the final hit. Probably not. No, Mars hasn't moved that fast. Or it's still backing it's up. Gotta, it's got to yeah. go way back and then turn yeah. around. Yeah, so not until the spring, actually. Probably in February will you get the final hit of this particular bubble pop. Yep. Yeah. And Jupiter yeah. will be out of Pisces by then, will it not? Yeah. Yes, exactly. It will be fully into Aries by then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so our next one is, of course, the sun is coming to the end of Scorpio. So it will be trining on the 20th. It will be trining Jupiter. That will likely be, this is a Sunday. This might be an actual nice day. This might be the American Thanksgiving, maybe around this time, or was it the weekend before? Mm, not sure. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this will be a pleasant weekend. All I know is this is far too close to Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Probably in the turkey. same way our Thanksgiving is like so my, close to the summer. No, but I like my turkey days separated by a little longer than that. <laughs> this is sounds perfectly like, you know, Scorpio tried Jupiter. Yes. Um, where where important things happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on the 21st, uh, just before the sun goes into Sag, we have uh, Mercury, Venus together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this would be an excellent day to enjoy a lecture on or to actually set sail, to go on a trip, to travel. Yeah, yeah, it would be a nice bon voyage type day. 
Yeah, they're not yeah. really expecting anything else, which is yeah, a- exactly. They're just sort of off on their own, you know. So to head out on a retreat where you just sort of disappear, yeah, yeah, that would be a good day for that. Okay, so then the whole mood shifts, and you know, I find this interesting because between Scorpio and Sag, the energetic shift is very dramatic, as oh. it is with Pisces and Aries. Right? Oh, yeah. you know, you've got that. You know, it's same with Cancer and Leo. Like it's yeah, uh, fire to or water to fire is a very definite energetic shift. Yeah, I mean every every time you go from one sign to the adjacent sign, there's quite a shift. But because you're going from water to fire, it's much yeah. more. Yeah, but I think the the air to water is probably the least dramatic, right? So you're Gemini to Cancer or you're uh, Virgo to Libra, you know, yeah, yeah, Capricorn to Aquarius. Anyway, this people will kind of go, oh, oh, there maybe there's light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> okay, um, then we get Jupiter actually stations. Okay, on the twenty third of November, um, and this is the new moon. So I will drop out of this and pull up the new moon. Mm-hmm. So that is from the eclipse on the eighth, which had Uranus to fire it off. We now have a Jupiter station <laughs> for this new moon, which is just like the contrast in energy is, um, oh, what the heck happened here? Um, is kind of amazing, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. There's not a lot of aspects to look at there. No, no. So it's, um, you know, it's such a different um, setup than... And your honest is still square with Saturn because they're... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still within three degrees. Um, you know, Saturn is marching away, but uh, yeah. But that energy is going to reverberate for a while. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How are we doing? Oh, we got lots of time. All righty. Where are we here? So with the Jupiter station, um, you know, sort of that unbelievable 164 year uh, coming together in Pisces era um, is going to, you know, move into the history books shortly. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of people who do have really strong Pisces circuit slash energetic connect- connection to, um, you know, the vibrational level of reality um, have been downloading this whole year as much as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, to change the energetic nature of life. That would be my hope. Yeah, um, yeah before Jupiter leaves Pisces, you've still got a few more weeks for to do that. And uh, well, I think yeah. thanks to the input from Mars, it energized it. That's true. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now the time yeah. is now. Yeah. <laughs> Mars. It's, it's like, wake up. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's get this out there and disseminating poking. it. And yeah. I'm going to keep poking you until you do. <laughs> yes. 
And, you know, and so also, but the one other aspect we're seeing here is, of course, Saturn is moving forward. Mars is moving backwards. And so Saturn, Mars, that trine, that's very practical. And, yeah. you know, that's disseminating to um, Aquarius, the masses, to humanity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think it's not just an individual download, no. download around the world that's happening energetically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's going to take people a little while to catch up, but yeah. little pockets are, you know, will more and more and it'll spread. Alrighty, so where are we at here? Okay, so we're at, okay, so then it's kind of quiet. Let me just animate this. And so, you know, we have latent aspects, but no kind of direct aspects until the 28th. Um, and that is when we get the, the exact trine here. Yeah. Yeah. And so they will not, they might do it again before Saturn leaves Aquarius in March, because that's March the 7th. Well, yeah, interesting. You got the moon going over Saturn that exactly day. as well. And also day. that in conjunction between Venus, Mercury, and Uranus. Oh, right. Yes, yes. I hadn't seen that. Yeah. I mean, they're moving to sextile Saturn, but that brings up the Uranian. Their yep. energy because of the in conjunct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know it doesn't let us forget that <laughs> those guys are still kind of squaring each other, even though it is you know waning now. But yeah, it's uh, not gone. Yeah. No, it isn't. <clears throat> okay. Uh, next we have oh, and Mercury. Of course, Venus and uh, Mercury are speeding up because they're moving away from the sun. Yes, yes. So, of course, they're going to come up and start pinging uh, off of Mars. And so this could be a bit of contention just on a personal level. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know, Mars is a little too blunt often or too um, uh, contrary. So is, so is Mercury and Sag. Yeah. Well, they're contrarian. Right, you know, so you say black, I'll say white. You say green, I'll say blue. You know, that kind of. Mercury and Sag can suffer from foot in mouth disease, as I like. True, or being the person who has the way, the truth, and the light. And of course, Mars is just going to pull coals. Well, especially with the close square to the Neptune, right? Yeah. Because you're not going to be thinking clearly as Mercury gets that close to Nep, the square to Neptune. Exactly. So you're going to blurt stuff out. And yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Be careful at work that week. <laughs> that would be what we would have to say. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very, very careful. Be careful and, with sharp objects too. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> or those hastily sent um, texts and Text TikTok and, and Instagram uh, and Twitter and <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. Because Venus is still in conjunct Uranus. And yeah, square. yeah. And, you know, of course, the next day is, uh, you know, we come to, is this the 30th? Yeah. So later today, we have the, the you know, the opposition to Mars. Um, yeah, the square to Neptune. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, it's interesting. We started the month with this really fixed 
you know, and the power that it takes to shift fixed energy to now you can't even nail anything down, right? Because yeah. it's immutable signs and it's square and it's dynamic and it's going to change. And you've even got moon in Pisces this Exactly. Day. You know, so the message, who knows what the message is, who knows who the messenger is, who knows who's right, who knows who's wrong, but Mars is going to come out with its flaming sword and, you know, say things that we're all going to regret. <laughs> Did I say that? Did I say that? <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> exactly. What a change by the end of the month. That is, yeah, yeah that's that's pretty wild, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting month. And it is. But it of is. course, you know, we can't pretend that that eclipse just goes away because no. the end will no. keep the on. ramifications will become clearer and clearer as you move away from the eighth. What yeah. does it actually? portend with, well and especially when yeah. like the moon comes around and pings the degrees yeah that, of those yeah of those, right yeah and, exactly or any other planet it, it's going yeah. to just boom there it is again kind of yeah. thing. and so as you're saying um we're going to see the reverberations from the faster moving planets next summer as they come around to oh, yeah. the Taurus degrees or in February when the fast moving planets get to Aquarius and they, um, you know, Saturn may be by that time actually leaving, but it will still, like you say, ping off uh, that 16 degree or middle of fixed sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the moon's going to ping it. In yeah, the once a month, boing, boing. Well, oh, twice a month, probably. Four times a month square yeah. opposition yeah, exactly. you know and that's just a day but it can be a it can be a day <laughs> as we say <laughs> as we say that is true ladies um so also just to let you know um jenna proposed another um article or another show that we can do after we do gen z which is we will take that next friday um and that's on she's got some dates for ufo sightings oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. march 8th 1994 about 300 people in michigan michigan off the lake saw something yeah and there's a netflix show about it you can check it out on um on unsolved mysteries pretty yeah. fascinating more information is coming out and i was just really curious yeah about march 8th and i was telling my mom about it and she said that's really interesting because march 8th is a really significant date for her she says there was like four different important moments in her life that landed on march 8th so yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> i will forward the email to you uh jill so that uh yeah so we will we'll play with gen z though next week okay as us, which is good because we're old and we need to stay caught up. <laughs> and the parameters for Gen Z were what? Uh, 95 to, well, basically um, just before Pluto moved in, Pluto and Sag. Pluto and Sag, yeah. yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah. 95 to, you know, 2008 when Pluto went into. So there's probably another outer planet thing that brackets it. Because Pluto would have been in Sag probably well, earlier than 1995. Well, yeah, usually if you've got to look at the Pluto 
as well as Neptune and Uranus. Yes, yeah, exactly. For a generation. Neptune because yeah. they are the long, long haul. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Good. Okay, ladies. Um, okay. I'm down to the, the show credits, which is always good. <laughs> okay, folks, thank you for listening to uh, this Astrology Today broadcast. Um, and uh, keep tuned in to Community Radio in the Cafet region, CJMP 90.1 FM. And we will all talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Have a good week. <laughs>